0: A favorite topic of many people is food, restaurants, cooking, delightful dishes, you know, can you uh, imagine eating that, uh, that bacon burger with uh, two beef patties, six slices of bacon, house made ranch, American cheese, sauteed onions, pickles, you know, maybe a side of, of french fries. Or maybe for you, you know, you, you like uh, watching this, taking all this in visually, you know, Watching Hell's Kitchen or Chopped or Top Chef or diners, drive ins, and dives. Who, after all, doesn't enjoy sumptuous dining? Today, in our Gospel reading from Luke chapter 16, our Lord is warning us of the dangers of. This notion of sumptuous dining, of using wealth for yourself, uh, for your own pleasures. He tells the story of Lazarus and the rich man. This rich man, he says, dined sumptuously every day. While Lazarus, this poor beggar, just outside his house, lay hoping to have just a few scraps from the rich man's table. Of course, in the, in the afterlife, the rich man, for his selfish indulgence, was punished. And uh, Lazarus finally got his reward. The message of this parable, uh, the teaching that our Lord's trying to convey, is that wealth, if it's uh, dined on, used for oneself, to engorge upon, can especially be very dangerous. Uh, This is perhaps a a stark warning for all of us, uh, many of whom, I'm sure, have money in the bank. We're really wealthy if you compare us to the rest of the world. There is a way to use your wealth well. Use it for holiness. I'll talk about that in a moment. But first, what I think our Lord wants us to understand is that our possessions, our wealth, all that we have, really, it can be very, very dangerous. Uh, in fact, it's hard to get to heaven as a wealthy person. Remember the picture that our Lord gave? It's like trying to get a, a big old camel and cram it through a little tiny space like the eye of a needle. Not easy. He said that's what it was like getting to heaven as a wealthy person. If you've got stuff, if you've got money, it's an ongoing temptation to use it for yourself. You know, it's much easier probably to be a poor person, to not have those temptations. This is perhaps why uh, we have so many saints who lived lives of poverty. Uh, wealth can be detrimental, poisonous to the soul. Jesus said in Luke chapter six, "He said, Woe to you, rich, for you have already received your consolation. You've already got your satisfaction. Uh, you know here in this life, meaning you're not going to get it in the next.'" In Luke chapter 8, he talked about the seed of the word of God being choked by the cares and the riches and pleasures of this life. Uh, People dining sumptuously on their wealth here and now. And of course, in James chapter 5, St. James says, Come now, you rich, weep and howl for the miseries that are coming upon you because you've lived in luxury and pleasure. James is saying that uh, if you have been living sumptuously in this life, this is a good way to experience very quickly spiritual death. So wealth, it is dangerous, much less tempted to be poor. Wealth leaves you with lots of temptations toward wasteful indulgence and quickly becomes the grounds for punishment for this terrible torment like we heard about the rich man experiencing in our Lord's parable of Lazarus and the rich man. So how then should you use your wealth, your possessions, all these things that you have? There is a way to use it well, to grow in holiness in spite of having money, in spite of having a nice house, and, uh, you know, a large bank account. The way to do this is simply to stop dining sumptuously. Stop using your wealth, your possessions, for yourself in a self-gratifying way, for your own pleasure. Instead, hold them at a distance from you. Treat your wealth, your stuff, like a stinky diaper, all right? So I don't know if you've ever seen anybody carrying a diaper, but I can't ever think of a single instance where someone takes a diaper and holds it close and kind of fondles it. No, everybody takes this diaper and they take it, they touch it as little as possible, maybe with two fingers, they hold it at arm's length, far away from them. This is how you are to treat your wealth. You hold it at a distance from you. In a healthy relationship with your stuff, you have a healthy dislike. Uh, you despise it. That's this is what our Lord said? He said, anyone who comes after me, who does not renounce all that he has, cannot be my disciple. This does not particularly mean that you need to be impoverished. That might be a possibility. Some of the saints, many of the saints were called to that. They give beautiful examples. But for many here, I'm guessing that's not the calling. You are perhaps... Have responsibilities, a wife, a husband, maybe children, maybe other responsibilities you're called to care for, that's not an option for you. And so instead, I would say that for you, you're called to do the very opposite. You're called to increase your wealth for good. You know, if you were the gardener of a king and you were in charge of taking care of this garden, you would work to make it grow, to uh, foster it, and to multiply it. In fact, because you're working for a king, this high and dignified, honored person, you would probably put more effort than you would into it if it was your own garden. If it's your own garden, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. But because you're working for a king, you want this to grow and be lavish, lavish beautiful. Well, you are working for a king. And those things that you have, they're not yours. They belong to the king of kings. And so your job is to take them like that garden and to help them to grow for good. Saint, kind of like the, uh, the parable of the talents. Remember our Lord said that different people were given different talents. The one who held tightly to it and didn't grow it was punished at the end. Whereas those who multiplied the talents were uh, lauded, were rewarded for what they did. That's what our Lord expects of us to do with what we have been given. St. Francis de Sales, the dental doctor, who died back in... he says, Our possessions are not our own, but were lent to us by God to cultivate them. And it is his will that we should render them fruitful and profitable. Meaning you should take what you have and multiply it for good. Multiply it for the king of kings. Multiply it for the kingdom, the church. He's established here on this earth uh, to teach and to do his will. However, as you're doing this, be very careful. Wealth, possessions, uh, they're very similar to poison. You know, if you, if you hold a vial of poison, you'll be fine. It's not going to hurt you. But if you let that poison get into you, you're done. So also with wealth, if you can hold it at a distance, you'll be okay. Okay if you start allowing your possessions, your wealth, those things you have, to get inside of you, then you are done. Um, you know, a good example of this is perhaps uh, to find out if you have allowed them to get inside of you. An easy way to do that is to give some of these things away. Or, you know, how do you respond when something breaks? Uh, is, is, it a, is it a dire crisis in your life? Or is it not that big of a deal? You, know, you might think of it like comparing animal hair to clothing. So, animals, uh, they have lots of hair to keep them warm. Humans, on the other hand, for warmth, we put on clothes. So, if you were to rip the hair off of this animal, this would be very painful for it. Is this what it's like uh, for you when you lose something? That means the wealth has gotten into you. Is it painful? Does it hurt? Or you're more like a human being simply take this off. It's not painful because it's not become part of you. It's not who you are. You've held these things at a distance. This is what our Lord is calling us to. To hold your wealth, your possessions, with contempt. Whatever you do, don't allow that which you've been given to get too close to your heart. Hold it at at a distance with dislike, with hatred even. What does this look like? How do you function as a good steward without being like that rich man who feasted sumptuously, selfishly every day? How do you live a life of frugality, taking for yourself only that which you absolutely need, austerity, not like this rich man in the parable? Uh, Paul wrote to St. Timothy. He said, be content with food in clothing, in 1 Timothy 6.8, meaning only use for yourself what you absolutely need. Titus 2.12, give up worldly passions. What things in your life that you don't need can you give up? Things like uh, extensive jewelry, unnecessary makeup. Perhaps some is necessary depending on the culture that you're in. Costly vacations and recreations. How much dining do you need to participate in? What about drinking? How necessary is alcohol? How much alcohol is really, truly necessary? What about traveling? Do you do unnecessary traveling? Uh, what about unnecessary vehicles or toys or extravagant museums? No, extravagant, extravagant amusements, uh, bodily bodily pampering what about air conditioning you know we love our air conditioning down here in florida how much air conditioning do you actually need what about those tools that you have you know you you bought some tool for that one project and you haven't used it since you're like well you know i might use it one day just possibly there's a tiny little chance i'm gonna hold on to this thing uh Maybe you could think about giving it away to someone who can use it not someday, but now. St. John the Baptist said, whoever has two tunics to share with him who has none. So how can you bring things down to that which is really, truly essential for you? Frugality, austerity. This is what we're called to. Not to sumptuous dining and living. I should mention that there there are some feastings. There is some necessary, sumptuous feasting. Not every day like the rich man did. A little excessive. But there is some necessary, sumptuous feasting. I mean, we're Catholics, right? So we love to celebrate events in the life of our Lord. uh, Maybe events in your family life, anniversaries. There are some things that require sumptuous feasting. You know, all these things, they're little things they point forward to that great feast, that very sumptuous feast that we hope to celebrate in heaven one day, the marriage feast of the Lamb. So don't get rid of everything. There are some things that I would consider to be critical, to be essential. But all unnecessary, sumptuous feasting, selfish feasting should be done away with. Stick instead to the essentials, to what, that which is absolutely necessary. Don't be like that rich man who engorged himself on what he had. If you can do this, then you will be able to be a blessing to those in your lives, like Lazarus, the poor, those who are in need. You'll be freed to to be the person that you are called to be. Uh, that Christ-like, self-emptying person that gives unselfishly, generously to others, to be a good steward of all you've been given. If you're willing to hold your wealth uh, at a distance from you, not allowing it to get inside of you, not uh, allowing it to poison you. King Louis, St. Louis the Ninth of France, who died in 1270, Great example of this. He was, uh, did an excellent job multiplying his wealth during his time over the kingdom. This was a time of great economic prosperity for the kingdom of France. He was very generous. He uh, was a patron of the arts, of learning. He built many churches and hospitals and houses for the poor. Cared for the poor. He brought them daily to eat with him. And unlike the rich man... St. Louis would first feed the poor, and then he would eat after them. He would eat their scraps. It's a beautiful example of humility, of taking only that which is most essential to yourself and giving generously as a good steward of all that the Lord has given to you, that God may be glorified. Amen.